For a while, I thought I was incapable of love, both giving and receiving. But now I realize that I'm completely enamored with the idea of being in love. So much so that I sacrifice what it truly means and give up myself in ways that are not reciprocated by the one that truly holds my affection. So just to recap, I'm almost 30. I don't drive. I'm a college dropout. I'm in debt. I'm single. I just turned down a major publishing deal. Uh, Did I forget anything? Oh, yeah. I still live at home with my mom. Yep, I live at home with my mother. Oh, yeah. And her long-term boyfriend, Marshall. Shortly after coming home from school, I moved back in. And just like with my job at Tubman Academy, I looked up and before I knew it, nearly eight years had flown past. I don't know how I let that happen. Between work and trying to figure out life, I ultimately just let it slip me by. Don't misunderstand. Yes, I've saved tons of money and I'm definitely grateful for a roof over my head. But contrary to popular belief, I'm not happy nor content with living at home. Honestly, I thought about ways I could manage a move all the damn time, especially when Marshall's complaining and petty ass started working my nerves. I swear living with him made being at home a million times worse. Now, before I start tearing him apart, he wasn't all bad. He was a nice guy, sometimes. And he was funny as hell. There were definitely times when we could be around each other and have a great time as a family. But other times, he literally made my skin crawl. Marshall was a complainer and a nagger, and I honestly didn't understand why my mother was still with him. She had been with him since I was about 13, and of course I didn't like him then, when I met him. For years, it had just been us two, my mom and I, and then here come this nigga infiltrating in our lives. Of course I was mad, but you'd think I'd eventually get over it, right? Nah, that shit never happened, and their roller coaster relationship didn't make him any more likable in my eyes. But as much as I couldn't stand Marshall's nagging ass, he wasn't the problem. I was the problem. I miss having my own space to be free and creative like I did when I was in Florida. Although I had a roommate, my apartment was my safe haven, the place where I could just be free, to just be. Not to mention walking around half-dressed and not having to cover up for the man of the house. That's the shit I miss the most. I wanted to be free, but how? The money I made went to repaying dumbass decisions, my phone bill, and my share of the mortgage. After all that came out of my account, I was looking sad as hell. It was my mom who showed me the true meaning of living a beautiful struggle. We didn't have much growing up, but she made it look so easy and effortless. My mother worked hard to make sure that me and my older brother Travis didn't want for anything, even though I know there were nights she cried because she just felt like she wasn't doing enough. Like it just wasn't enough. A feeling that must have been passed down because... I knew that feeling all too well. I came home from school feeling down and out, but my mother was always the one who encouraged me and made it a point to let me know how proud she was to have me as a daughter. Yeah, my mom loved that sappy shit, but sometimes you just need to hear those things to keep you going. Coming home after a long day, those were the times where I appreciated her the most. She always had a good word in her spirit that let me know it wasn't over yet. Today was no different. I was fed up with my job, 
and just needed to go lock myself in my bedroom for a few hours and escape life. Hey, baby, how was work? Hey, Ma, it was okay. I'm just tired of that place. Something's got to give. Oh, now believe me, Keena, you know I understand. You think I want to be 59 and still working? I always tell you we got to do what we got to do. Mommy, I know. It's just, ugh. It's so frustrating. Baby, you know God got something better for us. I don't just feel it. I know it to be true. He's about to do something great for me and for you. You just got to stay encouraged, Keena, and keep doing what you're doing. All your hard work in school, in work, in life, all it about to pay off. I just feel like I've lost so much time. Baby, God told me everything you've lost will be restored in Him. It's what I believe and it's what you should believe too. Thanks, Ma. I needed to hear that. You know, we all do. You're absolutely right. I'm going to get it together. What you over there cooking? I made your favorite. Corned beef au gratin. Go put your stuff down and come get you a hot plate of Mama's cooking. Yeah, I was Mama's girl. And yes, I was spoiled, but it was never in a stuck-up or snobby kind of way. My mother just made sure I felt her unconditional love, and I could never thank her enough for showing me what that truly looks like. Because of her, one day, I'm going to be able to share that same unconditional love with my own children. I'm grateful for that. I can't lie, I'm used to having things go my way, and when they don't, I get pissed. A minor spoiled side effect. But listen, one thing I can say is that when shit doesn't go the way I planned, I don't cry or whine about it. I suck it up. The rejection just makes me strive harder to make sure that shit happens. My tenacity and perseverance is a beast, and times such as now really showed me what I was made of. I was literally at what it felt like the lowest point in my life, but I knew there had to be something greater for me out there. I fixed me a plate and took it to my room, along with a glass of wine and turned on my record player. I was a newbie vinyl collector, and so far, my collection was official. I pulled out one of my favorites and vibed out something serious. Music took me to another universe. I could listen for hours and lose all concepts of space and time. Like writing, music was one of those intricate parts of me. I was led by it. Soul-stirring, head-nodding, finger-snapping music. That was my way to escape. There was something always trying to kill my vibe. It was Danny. What the hell did he want? I looked at the phone a few times and even debated answering it, but I knew that no good would ever come from that. Danny was a blast from the past who just refused to stay in the damn past. 
I met him while I was in college, interning for Blackonia magazine. He reached out to me with a hot story. Danny claimed that he had written the song Questions by infamous rapper Lord Teasy and was in the process of going through litigation in order to prove it. Needless to say, this was a hot topic, and so I wrote about it. That was the worst mistake of my damn life. Once I posted the article and released the story, Danny's story got a little buzz in the industry, and eventually, he settled out of court for an undisclosed amount. But I guess he saw me as his knight in shining armor because he's been hooked on me ever since. Always calling, emailing, texting, I guess he wanted to repay me. And damn, I just had to go and make shit worse by agreeing to meet up with the nigga. And well, let me just clear this up now. Look, I was feeling lonely one night and he called. I decided I had nothing to lose. Well, nothing but my damn dignity. Because I fucked the shit out of him that night. And I ain't gonna lie, the shit was amazing. But unfortunately, it was his personality that gave a lackluster performance. He just didn't do it for me. He was boring and uninspiring. He just wasn't my type. It was really unfortunate. It was like the nigga from the Dry Eyes commercial having good dick. Like, what the fuck is the point of that? After that night, we went our separate ways and I never contacted him again. Oh, but he made sure he found me calling, texting, emailing, messaging me on social media. Danny refused to give up. I looked down at my phone and noticed he had left a message. I already knew the message was going to be crazy as hell. I was convinced that Danny was nuts. I mean, I get it. The power of the pussy is something serious. But nah, this was more than that. He was insane. Kenny, baby, pick up. Why you doing this? What I ever do to you? I thought we was friends. You know, you make me fucking sick to my stomach sometimes. You ain't shit anyway. Fuck you. You think you just treat people like shit and get away with it? Nah, it don't work that way. You hear me, Kena? It do not fucking work that way. Yep, that was Danny and his bipolar ass. One minute, he was singing my praises, and the next, he was cussing me out like I was some random on the street. A small part of me felt guilty for him falling so deeply. But I mean, how the hell was I supposed to know he was a lunatic? But then again, I always seemed to get the short end of the stick. My love life ain't exactly popping, and living at home definitely made shit difficult. I had prospects, yes, but none of them were anything I could see being long-term. Well, except Lamar, of course, but I knew he wasn't ready for anything like that. I was always meeting these fucked-up dudes, and I was beginning to think, well, shit, is, is it, it me? me? I would meet the crazy, clingy, psycho dude, the I'm married and not gonna tell you dude, the I don't have a job and absolutely no long-term goals, dude. But I had yet to find the I'm grinding for my dream and need a good woman by my side, dude. Where the fuck was he? I tried the whole dating thing, but I soon found out <laughs> it just wasn't for me. I met this one dude online named Sean. As soon as I walked in, I spotted him. Luckily, he looked exactly like his picture. Hey. Hey, what's up? You looking good. <laughs> Thank you. It's nice to finally meet you. Likewise. How long you been waiting here? Oh, not long. I just stepped in right before you. I had to meet up with my son's mother to get the house keys. So that put me behind schedule a little bit. Oh, okay. So you're picking your son up from his mom's house? Nah, nah. She just took my keys by mistake. We lay together. Uh, oh, I thought you said you were single. I, I am. Trust me, I am. We just share the same house. 
I sleep in a room with my son. So wait, y'all live together, but sleep in separate rooms? Yeah. Is that a problem? N nah. Did this nigga really try the whole I live with my baby mama, but we're not together story? I mean, I'm not the type of chick to just walk away from some free drinks, but he had to know that this was going to be the last time he ever saw me. I played it cool, but by the end of the day, I could tell exactly where his mind was. Candy, you cool to shit, you know that, right? That's what I like about you. You're not all stuck up. Just real chill and laid back. Yeah, I just go with the flow. Feel the vibe. You know what I mean? Exactly. I like our vibes. I think we should continue this. What you doing after you leave here? Oh, he thought he was slick. But I had something for that ass. After I dropped this bomb, this date will be completely over. Not much. Just gonna head home. I got Bible study in the morning and then choir rehearsal, so... I won't be out too late. Oh, snap. I didn't realize it was like that. What you mean? I mean, you didn't give off the whole church girl vibe. Oh, I didn't know there was a vibe. I mean, is that a problem? Nah, I mean, do your thing. But like, how church are you? What are you asking me? Oh, all right. So if I ask you to get a room with me, would that be cool? Oh, nah. Can't do that. I'm saving myself to marriage. Damn. Oh, all right. <laughs> Got him. I already knew it was a wrap after that. I mean, I ain't know all that. And to be honest, if I would have known that, I wouldn't have came all this way. Yeah, it's not exactly something you wear a sign about. All right, Will. I'm about to get up out of here. Not a problem. It was nice meeting you. Yeah, you too. I can't even be mad. I knew exactly what he wanted. And perhaps, had he not said he lived with his baby mama, he just might have got it. But hey, can't knock the hustle. My belly was full and I was tipsy. So I made out pretty good. But the night was still young. I called up Corey and told him to pick me up from the bar. And after the date I just had, Corey would be the perfect one to help me get my mind right. Mm. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Past Due was created and executive produced by Experience J, mixed by Dab Phantom. Music and sound design by Dab Phantom, Leo Zaruki, and Don Digital. Podcast intro produced by Jonathan Gaither. Past Due was written by Experience J, starring Experience J, with an ensemble cast played by Lamar LaRue, April Anthony, and David Crockett. Musical artists featured on this episode include Anisha Burchett on the next episode of Past Due. I started typing because I just couldn't stay in the silence anymore. I was left lost in my own thoughts and I had to get them out. I started writing about shit I was feeling and once I finished, I had a pretty dope ass poem. If all it takes is just one dream, then why are dreams deferred? Left uncovered in the land of the unknown, to roam alone where dreams never occur. If all it takes is just one thought, then why do ideas go unheard? Eliminated in the land of possibilities, when all it takes is one word to be released and lyrically heard. If all it takes is just one mic, then why are the talented silenced by inartistic phonies?